Welcome back to another edition of the Harvard Report, man. It's great. We're back. Basketball's in full effect. Playoffs have wrapped up. And we're here to talk about everything that's transpired since the last time we talked to you guys. As usual, I'm here with the same cast of characters, Kevin Chris. And we're going to get into some really, really, really great playoff matchups today and give our hot take. So without further ado, Kev, how you been? Good to be back. Um, on the eve of playoffs, those that playing game was pretty good. We didn't get a second one, but, you know, it's probably better that the NBA, for the NBA to the playoff. The Blazers advance. But again, it's good to be back. Always good to be your consistent content. We're coming to you twice a week. This is one of them. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Chris, tell us how you've been, man. Let's get into it. Yes, sir. We're off of the the playing game was great. Uh, that Nets that Nets game, Nets Blazers, that has to go down as probably like one of you know my favorite games this year for sure. Um, probably one of my favorite games in a long time. But let's get into it, man. Playoffs are finally here. Best time of the year. Best sport in the world. Let's let's clock in. Let's get into it, man. So. Let's not waste too much time. Again, we know that the Memphis Grizzlies played the Portland Trailblazers in the playing game with the Portland Trailblazers um, ultimately wrapping it up. CJ, with his broken back, was able to game it on John Moran's head. So we're not going to get into too much into that because it already happened. But let's look into the playoff matchup of the Blazers and the Lakers to start off the Western Conference. Um, obviously, Lakers are the number one seed with the Blazers just barely making it in as the eighth seed. Um, however, the Damian Lillard has been on a hot tier, like to say the least. So... And again, the Lakers haven't looked the greatest. So, what do we take in from this matchup, personally? Like, Kev, let me hear what you have to say because I know you're a Laker fan. So, let me hear what you have to say. I'm gonna let Chris start on this one. No, LeBron, Brown. All right. <laughs> nah, all right. So, you know, if you listen to last pod, you already know that um, I was feeling a little wishy-washy. Not even wishy-washy. I was feeling a bit perturbed. That's a great word for it. I was feeling a bit a little perturbed about you know the Lakers' chances when they get into the playoffs. Um, but ultimately, the playoffs are here, and until LeBron shows me that, you know, his reign on the NBA, his reign as GOAT James has officially come to an end, I can't turn my back on him. And that may be because of me, you know, my fandom or against my better judgment, but, you know, I'm going to take LeBron. I'm going to say that Lillard gets two games because he's Damian Lillard and I respect him. But I, I expect the Lakers to, you know, win this series 4-2. So I'll, I'll say that for now. 4-2, L.A., Braun moves on. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of moments where you just don't know. But at the end of the day, this is one verse 8 For the Portland Trailblazers to win, this is not going to be – this is going to be an absolute travesty, right, around the NBA, especially for the Lakers. And Travesty, think, though? Yeah, if you lose 1-8 – Fam, look through a history. Like, there's no. That's not a. That's not. That's not a. I that's think not a thing. The last time I remember it is. Yeah, Dallas it happens, though. Yeah. Yeah. Even, yeah. Even Dallas and um Golden State with Baron Davis and the boys. Yeah. It happens. And, yeah. and yeah, but it's not supposed to happen. Is what I'm saying. Like that's. It's a travesty. You don't just lose one eight and it's just all right. They just lost this series. You don't lose one eight. I don't think they will. I do think, it's it, it'll be close. There'll be a lot of close games. It depends on how many of these Dame games that we get, to be honest with you. If they can get a couple wins out of those games, maybe they have a good shooting night. Guys like CJ, Gary Trent, then, you know, Portland pushes seven. Maybe they try and win the series. But at the end of the day, I think their two best players are better than the Portland Trailblazers' two best players. And For sure. despite the lack of talent on the Lakers, I think they'll prevail. I think they have enough 
going forward, thing, go ahead. I don't think the Portland Trailblazers are your typical eighth seed. Definitely not. No, Definitely they are. Not. No, 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 no. Come on, man. Let's, what? Let, let's keep it 100%, man. Like, yes, they have Damian Lillard, which is an all-NBA performer, but that team's not good. What are you talking let's about? What are you talking what are you about? Talking about? I, I can run it down. All right, so, like, we can go into – all right, oh, so you have Damian what? Lillard, who is a top-10 player. Can you agree? I can agree. All right, so that's top 10. You have CJ McCollum, that's 20 points rolling out of his bed, right? Okay, okay. But no, hold on, let's pause there. Let's pause there. Because just because, again, Dame is not playing with another All-Star, so let's put that aside right there. He's not fam, playing with another All-Star. Fam, I, I'm, not, yo, I'm not trying to get into the, the All-Star this, All-Star that. I'm just talking about based on talent. We know what the talent that CJ McCollum is. I don't care about whether he's been an All-Star or not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking but about that matters. Talent, that matters. CJ. That matters. It does not matter, fam. We're talking it about It matters in reference to the conference. Is, because is, if the talent... See, you're, you're, but hold on. This is what I'm saying. It matters in... The conference you're caught, you're talking about, because the same man who you're comparing him to are his competition. Right, so what I'm great. saying is, is that if he's not an all-star, granted he may be putting up 20 points a game, but that speaks to the strength of the conference and the guard right, play in the conference. That okay, matter. all right, great. So is CJ McCollum talented? Yes, but that doesn't really mean. All much. right, so let's move on. Let's move on. All right, no, 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 hold on. The, hold, so, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is not oh a God. typical AC. That is ridiculous. This team was in the conference finals last year. What are you talking about? That's not, yo, I don't, and I then they were, they were, okay, I understand that, but they were also just struggling to make the AC. So let's not with, excuse that. Granted, with Nurkic with injuries. injuries. Okay. Nurkic no, 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 don't just say granted. Out. Okay, no, no, that's the biggest uh, thing. Don't just say granted. But I'm, saying, but I'm saying, again, although they don't, they had, they have Nurkic or whatever and whatnot, they were still struggling to make the AC, right? We understand that. And yeah, they, they got a lot of. Nurkic is arguably their second best player on any given night. Okay, okay. So where if Nurkic is back, you see, you see them any higher than a six seed? Six is a lot That's bigger. Is a lot higher than than eight. Man. What are you talking about? Come on, man. Come on. Do you know at, at, best, you know at best, at best, they the were West seven is right now. It's it wasn't it was at the square is Denver no? This, no 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 the six seed. I don't know. I think Denver's third. Um, but no, six, or is it Houston? It, no, it's Utah. Utah six. It's Utah. Um, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Utah six. Houston's fifth. OKC is fourth. You're not going to tell difference me OKC between... has more talent. Has more. All talent. I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, as, as as a summarizing thought, all I'm saying is, I'm not going to sit down there and diminish anything that Damian Lillard has done for the Portland Trailblazers and what they've accomplished because it's a big feat. But at the same time, I'm not going to act like there's some stalwart that just randomly for whatever reason dropped out of the playoff race is going to come by and take it by storm. They I'll did. give him two games. They did, did they? randomly drop out. They did. They lost. So if you they've look at last year's playoffs. team versus I, this year's team. They've been in the playoffs team, for the past yo, like seven years. Let me just say this. Let me just say this, right? Let mm-hmm. me just say this. So we already know the injuries to Nurkage and we know the injuries to Collins, right? They also lost their two perimeter defenders in, 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 um, in uh, what, what do you call it? Aminu and Harkless. Aminu and Harkless. Those, those two were, were stalwarts in the starting lineup. So that's effectively four key players completely gone. Completely. Again, but what are we talking about? We're talking about two guys that mean? aren't good. We're talking about two guys that aren't good. Again, I'm not right, diminishing anything Portland has done. I'm just not going to sit in here and tell you that they should. They're naturally a four seed or a three seed with everything okay, being correct or way it is. I'm not okay. saying that. No, but no one's jumping to four seed. But you're telling me that this team's not pushing another team like OKC if they're fully healthy. Who's no, no. I I think they are. But what I'm saying okay. is, I feel like that's more so a testament to the strength in the conference as opposed to them as an individual contender. That's all I'm saying. I don't think that Portland individually is some stalwart team, but I understand that the Western Conference has real competition because at the same time, you could say that a team like New Orleans, could, if, if every, the season had gone the way it was, you could say that they could have been an A seed. 
You can no, obviously not Phoenix. San, no, San Antonio, they, they've been they, they're in the incumbent. Have. They've been 22 years in the playoffs. Like I there's just have. the strength of the strength of the, of the conference is more is more important to me than actual bro, the team play because that's bro, how I see it. I don't know, bro. When you look at it, who's more talented, Portland or New Orleans? Who who has more talent? Um. Like don't play as stupid. a whole. You know, you as know a whole, Portland is a more talented team. I don't Why know if they're more stupid? talented as a whole. As a All whole, right, I don't know if they're on. more talented. Am I wrong, Kev? Right, am I wrong, Kev? What do you think? You think Portland's more talented than than um, New Orleans as a whole? Because I don't think so. Yeah, because their best player is just not good enough. I don't even know who their best player is. I know who Damian is. I know who Damian is. I'm just saying as a whole. I don't know if the team's more talented. They're deeper, but like the talent alone, because a lot of the, your team's talent come from how good that top guy is. Guys who are top ten in this NBA are 20 times better than a lot of the players on any deep team. So for me, their best player isn't good enough. Like, they both have some, some talent around them. They all have talented players on their teams, right? It comes down to who's more talented. Their best player is – their best players are not good enough for me to say that they're more talented than Portland. There is argument I, that I don't think it's just, you know, factual, like, no question. But for me, I'm not just rolling with the Blaze, the, the Pelicans. I'm not saying that I'm wholeheartedly running with the Blazers. I'm just saying that it's a debate, right? Like I don't think it's it's definitive. It's a definitive nail in the wood that. that that this is a regular issue. But again, let's move on. We spent a lot of time here. Well, anyways, just to sum up, I guess we all have the Lakers winning this one. I'll, I'll give them two games. I think Chris said they have two games. Kev, how many games are you going to give the Blazers? Yeah, two. Yeah, two games. All right, so let's move on. We got the Rockets and the Thunder next. I feel like this is probably one of the more interesting matchups just because of the history between CP3 and James Harden. They kind of shipped him out of town, said your damaged goods, and then he came back and took a under, took a team that nobody thought was going to make the playoffs and made them a, a damn near fifth seed. So um, I'm going to sway with the Rockets. However, I don't think it's going to be as clear-cut. I, I'm definitely not taking them for the sweep. Um, I'll take – I'll give the Rockets – in six. I'll give the Rockets in six, just because I feel like CP3 and that team has enough to get at least one game, and if by any means, if Russell Wrestling misses the first couple games due to his injury, um, I could see them stealing another. Um, so I'll give the Rockets in six, personally. To be honest, I'm taking the Thunder. And by no means do I think that first of all, I'm with the expectation that Chris Paul's gonna sorry, Russell Westbrook's gonna miss two or three games. Um and with that given, if if Russell Westbrook misses three games, I expect OKC to get two out of those. So now if we're talking about a series that's already two one, I think that the OKC can win another two more games before Houston wins three. There are a couple of bad shooting performances away, and this Thunder team is dangerous. They have Chris Paul, who we know what he does. They have Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They have Steven Adams, Gallinari. And they have a lot more playmakers than the Rockets, especially once you remove Russell Westbrook. Once you remove Russell Westbrook, now your, your reason for taking a big out of for, – for trading Capella is no longer there. Now you're just – you have no one operating inside, period. You traded Capella to open up room inside for Russell Westbrook. When Russell Westbrook is not there – then all of that goes to shit. And for me, I think the Thunder, and specifically Chris Paul, can exploit that. So if Russell Westbrook's healthy, I don't think they win the series, but 
for me, I'm taking the Thunder in six or seven as of as as it stands right now. Yeah, and I agree with you. And I thought I was gonna be the lone the lone warrior here because you know I thought you guys were gonna call me out and say I'm hating on James Harden again. And you know I'm a CP guy, those <clears throat> whatever the case. But yeah, that that is true too. But it's basically what you just said. Like, if Russell Westbrook is compromised, I cannot see Houston moving on because the whole point of moving Capella was to maximize what Russell Westbrook is doing for you. So not only are you going to get beat up by Steven Adams and Steven Adams isn't going to go out there and drop 20, 25 points on your head, but you best believe he's out there gobbling up offensive rebounds. And that's what you needed Russell Westbrook out there to do is help. You know what I'm saying? You needed that type of help to fend off a guy like Steven Adams that can get offensive boards on anybody in the league. So you have that going for you in an ISO shy is rude. And I don't know like who is actually going to be that defender to that primary defender on shy because I know Harden isn't going to be able to do it because of, you know, he has other things that he has to take care of on the court. So who is it going to be Eric Gordon? And I just don't know if Eric Gordon is that type of guy, you know, at this point of his career to do that. And CPCP, like I expect CP to do what CP needs to do. If he needs to, you know, slap one nut, you know what I'm saying? Grab a, grab this, grab that, whatever it takes to get, you know, get it done. CP is going to do it to get to, to get it done. So I need CP. This is a time for me to see CP do it. If CP wins this, I will stop calling him a loser. Yo, here's, At this point, I've been calling him that loser. Yeah, here's here's the one thing, though, that I want to figure out, right? Yes, we're taking CP, but are you going to con- would you condemn CP for losing this series? Obviously, in the history, if you're going to call him a loser, like that has nothing to do with just this one year. But if CP goes yeah. out and loses this year, you're going to condemn him? I wouldn't necessarily condemn him, but I would bring it up. Because here's the thing, I expect superstars to win, not only when, um, you know, they're supposed to win, but when there's a question as to if you can get it done or not. So I do consider Chris Paul to be a superstar. I don't think that he's completely out of his prime. So this is a, this is an example of a, a series that you should win. It's there to be one, go and win it. But hold on, but hold on. I think this, I think this is where the rift in the discussion is. I don't, being out of your prime and, and being a superstar could be two different things. I think you could be on the tail end of your prime and not be considered a superstar. Because as you said, there's only about 10 superstars in the league. I don't know if CP3 is one of them. Right? So well, I don't I know think, if I'm going well, into I, this matchup. Uh, yeah, I, like go ahead. Say, I don't no, want to dwell on these thing, words, I, words, though. Yeah, no. When I no, say no, I, superstar, I mean, like, his ability to manage the game. That's, that's all I'm saying. Like, his ability to in, impose himself on, like, you know... Yeah, impose himself his influence on the game. Out there. His and, influence and out there. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he still has that ability to dictate whether or not we're losing or winning tonight. That's all yeah. I meant. Honestly? Because me, for me... Look at it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, for me, for me with this thing, I'm taking the Thunder, but I can also understand that, first of all, the Rockets is a higher seed team. I can also say, despite James Harden's fault, James, Harden, James Harden's fault, he's the clear-cut best player in this series. So for me, it's just, I'm, I'm taking CP, and I'm a CP guy, but at the same time, if he loses, I'm not going to look at him and condemn him for this specific series. If someone wants to look at me and say, historically, CP is a loser, all right, fine. But this year, I just don't want us to act like he's supposed to win this now. Yes, he is that guy who can go out there and get this done. Like, he has, we know he has the ability to. Okay, so go and do it. I just don't want this to turn into another situation where we're looking at him, like, back in his Clippers day when, when he had all the talent around him, he was the favorite, and they still found a way to loss. That's all I'm saying. And that's all I'm saying, Kev. I feel like at this point in CP's career, he's playing with house money because 
he no one expected him to bring OKC to where they are right now. And but the fact I feel that like, he I did, feel like given that, I feel like now our people are putting the expectations are you were supposed to. But do you that. see, I, I but you see, I don't feel like that's fair because I feel like he's done so much for the team to even have them in a position to compete and be a fifth seed. So where if he loses his series, I can't really look at him and say, Oh, you should have done better, because realistically you shouldn't have. Like I know it doesn't sound good, but realistically you did more yeah, than what had, we were expecting at the beginning of the season. Right. That's yeah, exactly. that's kinda how I feel. So I just I just don't want us to run away with this because again, I'm saying I'm taking CP, Chris is agreeing. I don't want to run away and act like this is expected now. Like, like this is just the common knowledge that the Thunder are supposed to take down the Rockets. Because being like being honest, right? Obviously, the odds are going to say what they're going to say. The Rockets are, you know, going to be favorites to win this series, right? I'm taking the Thunder, though. but I just don't want it to seem like we're expecting them to beat or they're expected to lose. Because at the end of the day, again, what are we talking about? This is three versus six. We expect three to beat six. We're not. This is not a situation where. Both of them have talent. With Russell Westbrook, they're obviously the better team. But without Russell Westbrook, we're still going to look at this team and say, okay, there's James Harden, who's, what, 31 years old, averaging 34, whatever it is. And then there's Chris Paul, who's 35 now, I believe, averaging 17 and 7. Obviously, his influence is way beyond the numbers, but we know who the best players in this series. So I just don't want to condemn CP if he loses this. I hope he does win. But, again. Yeah, I mean, like – Shots out to CP and what he did with the Thunder this year. It's no small feat, and it, it should not go uh, underappreciated because he, they had no business being in this season. 0.2% chance to make the playoffs by ESPN. And he defied those numbers. So shout out to CP3. Moving forward, um, we have the three. Sorry, no, that was the four and the five seed, Ken. My mistake. Um, three and six seed are the Nuggets and the Jazz, uh, with the Nuggets being the three seed. Honestly, I'm going to have to take the Nuggets, but I think this might go seven games, to be honest. Just because these teams are both struggling with injuries, as you know, uh, Denver's missing Gary Harris as well as Zola Barton. And the Jazz just recently um, stated that Mike Conley's leaving the bubble to go be with the birth of his son, in which if he does return, he will have to quarantine before he's able to play, um, alongside the Bogdanovich loss that they already had. And, like, although these two teams are in the playoffs, like, throughout the – like, these this bubble play, like, it's just been messy. It's been messy, right? Like, they don't have their real rotations in place. They're playing guys that wouldn't normally be in the rotation. Obviously, there's bright spots like MPJ having a, a breakout, but, like, that's not within their normal playing scheme. Like, it's just messy. So I could see this being a, a tit-for-tat type of uh, matchup where you take one game, I take two, you take one, whatever it is, and then we end up seeing each other in the, in this, at the end of the day in seven games. But ultimately, I'm still going to take Denver in seven games just because I feel like they have the best player in the series. Um, and I feel like he has the better supporting cast. What do you guys think? Uh, Denver, for me, I'm taking Denver. It's obviously, I think they're the, they're the deeper team. I think this both of these teams have a lot of talent spread out throughout the roster, right? Um, Denver, we know how much talent they have through that roster. MPJ's emergence, I think, for them, it doesn't get any better than it is right now. Obviously, with Barton being out, Gary Harris being out, that kind of slows them down a bit and who knows what that chemistry looks like? Who knows what that rotation looks like? What happens to MPJ when these guys do return? What does Gary Harris look like when he's, first of all, when he's healthy? Because we rarely see that. And if he's not in the starting lineup and he's not playing with all these talented players around him who, who do all the dribbling and passing. So, but on the on the Jazz, on that side, I thought Conley was going to get new life in this bubble. He hasn't. Um, Mitchell's good. We know Gobert's good. But... Outside of that, with no Bogdanovich, Conley being absent to start this series, not just playing bad, but being absolutely absent, 
we're talking about relying on Jordan Clarkson as a secondary scorer at this point. I Joe Ingles has played well um, throughout this time, but I just don't see them lasting too long in this series. I just don't think they have the firepower. We got a very good game um, between this matchup, I think, last week, Saturday. That went to double OT. They were trading shots going back and forth. And I think there's going to be a lot of close games. But for me, I'm taking Denver in six. Um, I don't really see how the Utah can do it, to be honest. With Conley has been asked, granted, whatever. But, like, even – I don't know. I just don't know where you find, you know, how you match up with Denver's offensive firepower. And I understand that Gobert is is great on defense. And, you know, they have – the angles is okay. And they have other little pieces. Royce O'Neal is, is okay as well. But, like, Denver just comes at you fast. And they don't have – you know, the people to combat that. So if they had Bogdanovich, if they had a good Conley, it's like Conley and Gasol, like they both leave Memphis and now they're just complete ass. So I don't know what's going on in Memphis, but if they had those players, maybe I would give them a chance, but because they don't, I'm going to say Denver in five. In five? Wow. You don't think that's a little bit overzealous in five? It's possible. Fam, I, I just told you, I just told you why. Like I, yeah. I, I literally, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm the only reason why I'm saying it's not a sweep is because I do believe that Goobs and Donovan Mitchell, you know, could make it interesting. So I'm gonna say, yo, reverse that for me. Reverse that, Mitchell and, and Gobert. Put some respect on the boys. Yo, we won't even. Yo, yo for me, that. for me personally, like this could go either way. Like I think Denver wins this series regardless, but this could go four, it could go seven. Like I think. You just don't know what you're going to get with the series. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm still not the biggest believer in Denver. I just know they're better than the Jazz. So, for me, I think this is – I expect Denver to pull it out one way or the other. But I expect it to be – it, 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 it could be volatile. Denver could go down 2-0. It's possible. And they, and I'd still – at the end of the day, I'm still picking them to win. But this could go any way within that entire series. Understandable, understandable. I mean, maybe I'm just a homer, but we'll see. I still have Denver in seven. Uh, moving forward, we got the last matchup for the Western Conference. Uh, the two-seeded Clippers against the seven-seeded Mavericks. This one's pretty interesting to me. I think this is probably going to be my one of my favorite matchups um, on the slate just because I want to see what Luka's going to do in the playoffs because we gave him all this praise as the young phenom and the next great one and whatever and whatnot. But again, playoffs is a whole different scenario, so I want to see how he performs. I'll, I'll give him two games just because. But realistically, I think when the Clippers come out and they say, you know what, it's time for us to close this up, they're not going to want to see seven games. So um, I have the Clips in six. Yeah, I have Clips in six, in all honesty. I don't know how else to put it because I'm looking, I'm trying to go through Dallas's roster and outside of Porzingis and Donches, as I mentioned before, that, that roster is piss poor, man. And like the Clippers are just really deep, although they don't have the continuity and they don't have the experience playing with one another. I just feel like Kawhi and PG is enough. Yeah, I, I won't, I won't, I'm gonna keep this short because I know uh, we don't want to keep you guys here too long today. But there's no way the Dallas Mavericks win this series. Like the one to eight between Lakers and Portland, I can see it. There's a possibility um, that Portland just beats them, but Dallas is not beating the Clippers. It's just not happening. I think. I'm taking six, and I'm being generous, to be honest. I'm not calling no sweep for anybody in this in this conference, but it's going to be five or six. Chris? 
Yeah, I, I had the same sentiment as what Kev was saying, basically. Like, as much as I do like um, Luke and Porzingis, and I do respect them as an offensive team, I know what Kawhi is. And just because of that, I'm going to say that they get it done. And I'm going to give them. I'm going to give them two games, but I can't see it going past six. And they could even go five or four if, you know, Kawhi decides to, that's how it's going to be. But that's I agree with Kev. No worries. <clears throat> I mean, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Um, those were the Western Conference. Uh, I think we, we still have to get into the Eastern Conference, which might be a little bit more interesting just given the tumultuous relationship between some of these teams. But stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will get into the Eastern Conference team. So make sure you don't go anywhere. And we're back. And we're back. A little break. Western Conference went over well. Let's get into the Eastern Conference because I know some people say that the East is weaker, but I feel like we have some spicier matchups. So let's get into it. First, honestly, let's start with it, man. We're just going to get breeze through this one. We have the Bucks and the Magic. Number one seeded Bucks, eight seeded Magic. This is a wash. It's four games. I might even see, to be honest, Giannis might might just finish this in three quarters. Like I don't see how the, the Magic have the firepower to last with the Bucks for, for four games, nor the talent. And this is just a cakewalk. This is a little warm-up for Giannis before he has to go on and see either the Heat or the Pacers in the next round. What are you guys thinking? Bucks in three. Yes, <laughs> Bucks in three. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's, it's more the same as last year, man. Like, when the Bucks got to play, you know, like, Blake Griffin on one leg, and it's just like, it's the same shit all over again. Like, he's just going to run through the magic. Um, magic are going to go fishing early. So, hopefully, the Raptors... Match them. That's all I care about. Just match it. I mean, to play devil's advocate, I would say that if they had Jonathan Isaac, they might be able to steal a game, but I'll just be lying, to be honest with you. Nah, um, nah, nah. I rate Jonathan Isaac, but nah. <laughs> He's not um, worth one game still. Facts. Moving forward, this is the hot matchup, or maybe the second hottest matchup. We have the Pacers and the Heat. So we know that TJ Warren... Wait, 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 wait. Let me get some mouth yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought oh, you said Bucks in three. I thought it was done. No, but nah, I thought we're jumping doing... over the Raptors. And the oh, no, no, no. He's going to. He's doing a different route. All right, my fault, Rob. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We're gonna get there. I, oh, see, I... I know the schedule. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get there. My bad. Um, we're gonna go through the Pacers and the Heat four and five seed. Obviously, obviously, we know T.J. Warren has had arguably top. Nah, he's, he's one of the hotter players in the bubble. I'll say that because I have to respect Dame Lillard and Booker. Um, but yeah, he has beef with the Heat, more specifically Jimmy Butler. So like. I can see this game easily going six games. Sorry, the series going six games. Ultimately, I'm going to give it to the Heat just because, as I mentioned in one of our earlier pods, the Pacers don't know how to play with one another. Like, their lineup is so makeshift. They have players in and out. They don't really have that chemistry yet. They haven't re- built a strong rapport with one another. I just don't think they have what it takes right now at this current moment to beat the Heat that are firing on all cylinders because um, they have been playing well. And obviously, we have Bam and Jimmy is what it will you take him for. And then obviously we have other guys like Hero and whatnot stepping up. But um, I have the Heat taking it in six, even though they're the lower seed. Yeah, I got – I have the Heat in this one as well. I think, as Rob said, like, I want to make it clear, like I said on the last one, this is a good organization we're talking about with the Pacers. They're a good team, but there's too many moving parts going into the playoffs right now. I think – they have they have home court advantage, which is going to be a big benefit for them. But ah, I just don't I don't see them beating the Heat, man. The Heat have they're they're too deep. They added guys like Iggy, Jay Crowder. They have they don't they don't rely on one specific guy 
to have a good night. They have a lot of guys that can have a good night and they can win a game. I think Bam is going to be as steady as ever going up against Miles Turner. Um, I think that's going to be a big matchup for them to exploit. And I think Jimmy's going to be Jimmy. I think TJ Warren, I don't think we see the same TJ Warren for that we saw during the bubble just because that's not just going to happen in the playoffs. I think the he haven't been particularly good on the road, but I don't think it's going to go to seven games. So I got the Heat in six. Yeah, I got the Heat in five. Um, and, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Jimmy Butler, but, you know, he's good in matchups like this to where it's a comparable in, in terms of talent. Um, I, I'm not going to act like TJ Warren is some type of superstar or star now just because of what he's been doing. Like, he is what he is. So, you know, when you look beyond TJ Warren and Oladipo just doesn't have it, it makes me very sad to say that it's a shame really, but like, he's just not the guy that we know. And Miles Turner, it hurts me to watch that guy play. Like Miles, it literally pains me to watch him play. But like when you go on the other side and you look at Miami, they just have so much different lineups they can throw out. Like they can go out with a super defensive lineup if they need a stop. They can go out with a super aggressive three-point shooting lineup if they need a three. They can go out with a super offensive lineup just in general. Like they just have so many ways to get it done. And I and I do expect Eric Spolcher to get it done. So, you know, in a matchup like this where, you know, they're missing Sabonis and on the other side, they're full strength. I'm going to go with the team that's full strength. I'm going to go with the team that's extremely disciplined, well-coached, and I'm going to say they get it in five games. Um, well, my only thing is this, is that if the Pacers do click, I think they have the better talent on their team. Nah, I don't believe that at all. I I, I think they have the better talent on their team, if they click. Because Simona says he's not coming back. The whole plantar fasciitis thing is, is plaguing him right now. But, like, I just feel like – it's a long shot, of course, but I feel like if Oladipo clicks, Rogman, Warren, Miles Turner, I never have faith in that guy, so I'm not even going to mention him. But I feel like if they come together and say they're going to play, they do have a chance to make a run and, and, and knock the heat off. And again, they are the higher seed, so bear that in mind as well. Um, but I, again, that's a long shot. I, I wouldn't anticipate that. But um, moving forward, we have the three and the six seed, the Celtics and the Sixers, probably my favorite matchup of all the first-round matchups. Um, obviously Celtics are three and they have the young emerging stars, Jason Tatum Brown. They have Kemba who's ready to finally get in the playoffs and play some meaningful minutes. Um, but the Sixers, man, it's, it's just not looking good on all fronts, man. Like Ben's gone. I don't know what Embiid's really saying. Like Horford is, is, is going to have to step in and it's just like, it's a lot going on. It's a lot of changes in such a small amount of time. They weren't really that, they weren't looking that good to begin with. And honestly, I just I, I see the Celtics closing it on in, in, in five, personally. Yeah, I think, like, when I originally looked at this, these playoff matchups, that one, like, jumps off the page just because of who you expect these teams to be. But this isn't the same Sixers team that we think we're going to see. Like, Ben Simmons isn't going to be there. And that's their second best player, and he's an all-star in this league. And without him... I think it all falls apart. I don't think they make it out the first round. And they're not losing to any scrubs. So there's no real shape. From from a distance, this 76ers team losing in the first round is going to look shameful, but it's the Celtics they're losing to. It's just the way this conference is shaking out, that the Sixers minus Ben Simmons are the ones that are playing the Celtics who, 
you know, we know how much talent they have. So for me, I'm taking the Celtics. I think six, I'm going to give him B two games. He's going to have some good games in the series. And I think he's going to have some bad ones too. And throughout that time, Boston just has too many guys, man. Rob's mentioned Kemba, Tatum, Brown, a guy like Hayward. He's going to have a couple good nights throughout the series. And as I've been saying, I think they're one of the most dangerous teams out East and they're, I, I truly believe they're coming out of this um, series within relatively unscathed. Okay, so it hurts my heart, man. We lost Ben Simmons when it really did matter, when it really does matter. Um, this is with my heart. I'm going with my heart, man. I'm going to say Boston in seven. And I'm going to hope that in a game seven, anything can happen. That's what I'm a hope. Because Yo, let me make the you're case. not a homer for that, case. bro? Let me make the case. Can I nah, make he's a case? homer and he knows he is. That's like those. Can I make Seven? the case? Yeah, yeah. go, 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 go. <laughs> all right, so, all right. We lost Ben Simmons, right? I think that is a bigger loss on defense than it is on offense. I, th- I think I could make the case that if Shake Milton can hit jumpers. Fam, Shake Milton's not we're, good. What are we talking, yeah, but, what are we but, talking about? But, what are we talking about? All right, so are, are you going to let me talk or no? Not if you're talking Shake Milton. All right, so if Shake Milton, he's a, he, right now he's 40% from deep. If he can hit threes at, a, at, an, at a, enough of a clip that, you know, he gets it done, where we can give Embiid that space to operate and punish a man like Tice, if that can happen, we can go to – because we can get it to seven. Like, they don't have anybody who can match up with Embiid, right? I think, so, like, I if think we're actually giving – but I'm saying, okay, they'll do the drunk, but that's when, if you're, th- if you're throwing out a drunk defense, we've seen it with, with Lillard in that next game. If you're going to do the drunk defense, you're going to leave people open. And that we have players on the team, Jay Rich, Tobias Harris, that can hit jumpers. Al Horford is going to have to go out there and hit some jumpers. Like, if we can shoot threes with, this, with, the, with the court opened up, we can make this a series. And then on the other end, I have to say it again, Thibault, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you. I don't want you to, to – I'm not asking you to necessarily, you know, completely lock down a guy like Tatum or Brown. All I'm asking for is go out there and do you. Go out there and rack up those steals and blocks and get us extra possessions and take possessions away from them. As long as Thibel is doing that for us as well, I feel like we have a chance. So I'm going to put my hopes in Embiid being a monster. I'm talking 2,000 Shaq. Are you talking say, Sixers? Are you taking Sixers? I'm not taking sixes. I'm saying that Boston is going to win in seven, but my hope is that in a game seven, anything can happen, and the Sixers this come out sitting on the fence. My God, bro, that guy saying. sounded like he was convincing himself, man. <laughs> this Holy. guy's sitting on the fence. Yo, listen to me. You can't. Like, the idea that you're going to say seven, but it could go either way. Anything can happen in a game seven. Means it, we know that though. No, 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 no. Obviously, nothing you're saying is false, but. I also know what that means. You want to take the Sixers, but you just don't want to say it because you know it doesn't make sense. No, no, no. They, yo, the better team is the Boston Celtics. That, but as I said, we need certain things to go right for us to win. I need Embiid to be 2,000 Shaq. I need Shake Milton to hit open jumpers. And I need Thibault to clock in and be such a defensive menace that, you know, he just gives us like, I need like three steals in two blocks or three steals in 1.5 blocks a game. That's what I need. And if I can get that uh-huh. from here's, those hold on, players. Hold on, I hold on. No, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That was obviously capable of that. Here's the thing, though. When you mentioned Embiid in 2000, Shaq, 
Embiid, I, I truly don't believe Embiid can handle that workload. It's not even a talent thing. I truly believe that Embiid can't handle that workload in seven games in what the span of two and a half weeks. I think the longer this series goes on, the worse Embiid gets because they're going to throw the house at him. They're going to throw everything at him on a, every single night and mans are going to have to make shots. There's going to be games where they don't make shots. There's going to be games where they do make shots. But one thing I know is Embiid is going to get tired out of there. We know he struggles well, with fitness. We know he struggles with injury. Here's and the thing, though, I just don't think that's sustainable to be this thing, team. What we do also know is Embiid is going to draw fouls. He's going to put Boston in the penalty. So, like, these are the little things I'm saying that if these little things work for us where we're in the penalty and we're hit, like, outside of Ben Simmons, we have great free throw shooters. So, I'm like, these are the little things that we need, you know, for it to, you know, come to fruition. Like, I'm not depending on a guy like Jay Rich or Tobias Harris to put out all, all-star, you know, production. I'm depending on guys to do specific things to where that can lead us to a game seven. And then we just let the marbles, you know, roll where they roll. All right. If Embiid's on 2000 Shaq, Shake Milton's hitting trays, Thibault's getting at 1.5 steals, 1.5 blocks. Boston is my thing about the six. Like you look at the Boston six. Yeah. I have it there. I've been five to be honest. Because the way I look at the Sixers team, it's just like, it has to be a perfect storm for you guys to even to have a chance to beat them in the seven game series. And like, I just don't have faith in Brett Brown for one and beads health two, And the rest of your, the composure of your roster just isn't top tier. Like I shouldn't be mentioning guys like Shake Milton when it comes to playoff performances. Personally, that guy just came to the starting lineup. That can't be who you're resting on your own. That's what I'm saying. Well, we have to bring him up because he's a guy, like, we lost Ben Simmons. It's not like I would have brought him up if we didn't No, I know that, but I'm saying for that, for his name to even be in the conversation and then you're saying for it to go seven games. His name is only in the conversation for one reason, and that's because we lost Ben Simmons. Weren't you guys starting him before Ben Simmons got injured, though? Didn't we talk about him before Ben Simmons got injured? Because Brett Brown thought he was a but, but, But what I'm saying is I wouldn't have brought his name up if it wasn't because due to the loss of Ben Simmons. That's Desperate times, saying. fam. Desperate times. That's all it is. Desperate times. But let's move on. Um, obviously, that's going to be a heated matchup. I'm definitely tuning into those games just to see what's going to happen. But um, now we have maybe arguably the second easiest matchup, the two-seeded Raptors against the seven-seeded Nets. I have this as a sweep, to be honest. I mean, like, Raptors are firing in all cylinders. We have the best defense in the league right now. I think it's a 7.8 advantage over any other defense in the bubble so far. Um, We're firing in all cylinders. Kyle Lowry looks primed. Um, Even guys like Ibaka have been playing well. Van Vliet obviously sat out a couple games, but I feel like that was more rest-related as opposed to injury-related. The Nets don't really have anything going for them other than Karis LeVert, and, like, I, I, I... I love Karis LeVert. I just don't know if he can hold up with that scoring load for however many games people think this may go. The thing is, it's pretty easy. This is clear-cut four games. The Nets are putting out guys I don't even know who they are. I'm looking at their lineup sometimes like, who is this guy? Timothy Luwalo Cabarro is out there putting up 20 points a game. That's not happening on the Raptors' defense. This is a watch. Four games. Raptors fans, do not panic when we lose game one because that's what we do. <laughs> it's just that simple. It doesn't matter who we're playing for. We're losing game one. And that's okay because we lost game one last year and won the championship. For me, it's that simple. I'm taking the Raptors in five. I don't see, to be honest, just knowing the history of the Raptors, I just don't see a sweep in the team. That just doesn't make sense to me. Like, that's not in my mind. It's, they're, we're going to, they're going to have a, there's going to be a point in the series where they're going to have us wanting to give up on the organization as a whole. But at the end, 
it's going to be a slap. So they're going to lose some game they're not supposed to lose, and we're going to be cheesed, but it's not going past five. Six if the Nets are lucky. But that team is depleted. Absolutely. I, I, can't, I, I can't see six. Six is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not calling let, six by no means. Nah. We'll be, if we'll we be let cheesed. that go to six, I don't it's even a, know. The thing is, it's the Raptors. Like, we know. Like, we know as Raptor fans that nothing ever comes easy. I don't think yeah. we've ever had a light series, except for our best series, our easiest series was probably against the Magic last year, and mm. we lost game one. DJ Augustine was looking like Damian Lillard. Yeah, and Mans were panicking. Mans thought it was deja vu all over again. So when we lose game one, I'm going to be cooling. The series has no there's, no, there's no doubt in this series. I'm gonna say it's a sweep, and I'm a, but I'm gonna say it's a it's a hard fought sweep. Um, only because you know the Nets don't play any defense. That's that's great for our part, and they turn the ball over a lot. And our our defense forces a, a bunch of turnovers in itself. So I don't think I don't anticipate the Raptors' offense struggling because you know we're a running gunning team. Like we get up and down in the transition, and the Nets are gonna feed into that. Um, but at the same time, the Nets are scoring like. They they drop buckets. They have been dropping buckets throughout this whole bubble. And so I, I see them keeping up with us in terms of scoring, but I do see us always making the key play um, or getting the key stop to make it four games in a row. Um, shout out to Kyrie Silverto. He's a monster, but I just don't see them. Beyond him, I just don't see where he gets the necessary support um, to push, you know, to get a game like they would need to like start hitting crazy amount of threes to do it. And we covered the three point line as good as anybody. So like, I just don't see if anywhere I look to see how they're going to get a game off of us. I can't see it unless we, unless we go out there and just lay an egg. (laughs) If we go out there and lay an egg, then that's, that's just what it is. But like, if you look at it objectively, I just can't see where they get a game off. of us. I I don't see it either, but I just know better fam. Like that's all it is. Like, I just know better. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna see a pattern for multiple years. We're talking about like this is like a seven year pattern at this point. I'm not gonna acknowledge a pattern and then act like it doesn't exist just because things are different at some point. We have it's 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 just a habit at this point. At some point, we're gonna lose a game we're not supposed to. And for me, I think it's the first one because we always lose that first one. And I don't know. That's what it is. But Again, whether it's f- whether it's four or five, six, which none of us expect it to be, the Raptors aren't losing this series, and we'll be one of the teams that are most rested going to the second round. Yeah, <clears throat> again, like I just don't see how, like game planning for guys like Timothy Luwali, Cabarro, Justin Anderson, like those guys aren't serious. And again, anything can happen, so I- I'm not going to neglect the fact that uh, they could steal game one. Um, because that could very well happen. But again, I don't see the series going anything beyond five. I'm personally taking it in four. Um, but again, we'll see what happens. I mean, <clears throat> these matchups are, are pretty interesting for first round. Honestly, I think more people were just more so glad that we even got to this point without any, any hiccups. Knock on Facts. Facts. Uh, yeah, because like, if you had told me at the beginning of the bubble that it would have gone this smooth, I would have told you you're lying. So I'm grateful. Shout out to Adam Silver on that one. Um, but yeah, the first round matchups are gonna they're gonna be quite interesting. Again, we're gonna get some daytime games, which is gonna be a little bit different. People are gonna be watching this at work as opposed to you know your normal seven o'clock sit down type of vibe. But um, basketball all day long, I, I'll never complain, right? Um, 
but yeah, I think that's it. So we can wrap it up today. I know we, we kind of chatted your ear off, but we really want to make sure that we gave these important takes on the first round matchups. Uh, what do you guys have to do? How, you guys have anything to say before we wrap it up and get out of here? Uh, no, again, it's good to be back. NBA playoffs is here. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be the um, day of the playoffs. We got games starting from, I think, 1.30 Eastern time. So yeah, it's going to be basketball 24-7 for the next couple of weeks until these teams start to go home. And a lot of guys went home. There's about nine teams that got kicked out, 15 players. So that bubble's a lot smaller right now. Uh, for me, I'm just trying to call on our Sixer fans. You know, don't lose hope, guys. It's not over yet. When we get to a game seven, anything can happen. Yeah, keep telling yourself that, fam. Yeah, keep wishing on a starlight. <laughs> That's crazy. But at any rate, um, yeah, it's been real interesting. We're going to get into all those basketball takes. And again, we're coming back to twice a week with that consistent content. So we'll definitely make sure we spit our takes on how some of the first-round matchups win as long as how any key performances or playoff matchups um, as we go along. Uh, so once again, this is a Harvard report. Make sure you tune in. Never hoard a good thing. Share it with your friends. Anybody you might be interested in the content, make sure you send them that link. Available on all streaming platforms, whatever it is, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Himalaya, whatever it is, we made sure we're on there. So make sure you go and you like, comment, subscribe, five stars up, whatever it is. And of course, on YouTube. Um, won't let, I'm not going to speak too, too much. I feel like I already said enough. So for now, look out for our next episode and take care. Until next time.